Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. Real Estate Coaching Radio is the nation's number one daily radio show for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Get ready for fluff-free, unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what's truly working to get you into action, helping others, and making money now in today's real estate market. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back. We are going to pick up where we left off yesterday. I love the topic. Um, Powerful Scripts You Must Know Now, Part 2. If you've not listened to Part 1, I want you to go back and listen to that podcast. It is available on iTunes. It is available on timandjulieharris.com. It is available on Stitcher um, and a whole bunch of other podcast listening programs that I'm not even aware of. I know that our podcast is syndicated everywhere. So listen, no excuse not to go back and listen to past shows. A lot of you have told me that you guys podcast binge, and that's a great idea too. Um, Our podcasts are designed to cut through the bullshit. They're designed to give you guys tactical, practical information that will put you in a position to help others and make money now. And, uh, yeah, the feedback that we're getting constantly, just as I was on my past coaching call, I got three texts from you guys, um, all different varieties of issues, but mostly uh, focused on the same thing, getting a lot of questions, a lot of concerns about brokerage. And uh, I mentioned it yesterday, and Julie and I talked about it. We talk about brokerage as uh, as a thing that many if you don't really pay that much attention to, honestly. And when we go and look at your finances, what we find typically is that you're paying vastly more to your broker than you think you are. That's a omnipresent thing that I see continuously. The uh, worst offender <laughs> so far, and I promised Chuck I wouldn't use his name again on the podcast, Chuck, so I won't do it, I promise Chuck, was somebody named Chuck who, was, uh, who basically was paying his broker uh, between three and $400,000 a year. But the thing that's really staggering about that is his average sale price, it, his average commission was probably around or is probably around seven grand. So he, I did the math for him, and he had done this himself but just never actually admitted it or owned it. And, and when doing his uh, arithmetic, I discovered that he has to sell an additional, usually about 65 houses a year, just to make up for that broker split. And when I put it in brass tax numbers like that, it was obvious that he has a problem that he needs to fix because that amount of money that he's paying per year, uh, that's obviously gross. That's not even net. And the amount of uh, what he could do with that additional revenue uh, per year in terms of investing would shave years off his working life. Now, most of you are not going to have such an extreme example, but I did have another example. Um, one of the top 15 people at it was either Prudential at Caldwell Banker, and these guys had a uh, commission of $4.5 million. That's their commission, guys, not their sales volume. So this small team who I've coached on and off for years, that's what their commission was. Well, you know, they thought that their broker split was like 92 or 93%. In other words, they were getting 92 or 93%. And then I did the math, and I figured out that they weren't. They were getting paid an average of about usually about 8 to 9% less than what they thought they were getting paid. And when when pressed why, I you know had them discover, again, they already knew this. They just weren't admitting it. Well, they have a 6% royalty fee. Well, they have this fee. They have the other fee. So when you add all these fees up, the amount of money that they're paying their broker was 
it just astronomical considering the commissions that they were earning per year. Again, another number that's close to what Chuck was paying. Um, you know, so you guys, even if you're just selling, you know, 10 or 15 or even five houses per year or 50 houses per year, if you're wondering why you're not saving more money, I promise you one of the biggest reasons is because you're overpaying. You are. You just are. And a lot of the, a lot of you guys too are in a situation where, look, the easy uh, thing for me to pick on is the amount of money you guys are spending on your businesses just for stupid things. But if I were to out all the stupid things that you're paying for up, like if you're paying for your own CRM, you're probably paying 300 bucks for that. If you're paying for your own website, you're probably this, these are the numbers I see continuously. You're paying hundreds, so I have seen some of you paying thousands for that. If you're paying, I mean, we can go down the litany of things that you guys pay for. It's still nothing compared to what most of you are paying your broker, and you don't even know it. You know, then we can talk about how you're, you know, basically receiving your commissions, whether or not you're receiving them as a corporation or as an individual, and all these types of things we discover in uh, coaching. But the moral of the story is, is the easiest way for you guys to increase your actual net income without having to work any harder is to take a seriously good look at your broker split. So we've been talking about this sporadically since the beginning of the year and offering, and I've been telling you guys about uh, EXP Realty. It's one of the reasons that Julie and I were so encouraged by them when we started learning more about them. And because we finally had a solution to the question we get all the time. And we do get this question constantly. New agents, you know, middle agents, top producing agents, they're always asking about brokerage. They want to know what the, you know, what's the best brokerage model out there? Who's doing the, you know, and Julie and I don't sell real estate. And we've always, we, over the years, we tried to stay agnostic. We didn't want to necessarily, uh, you know, throw our hat in any particular, you know, bucket you know, ring for any particular brand or just, we didn't. We, we just kind of made it so that we could, you know, as a result, we speak to different brokerages around the country and we still are. But just really, bottom line was we couldn't operate that any way anymore because we realized how obvious the uh, EXP Realty's business model was to agents. It just was – it's so much better. It's not just the commission splits. But it's the revenue share. It's the it's the the stock uh, the way you guys earn stock when you just do normal real estate stuff. It's this the icon program where you actually can end up paying your broker uh, paying EXP nothing to give you your um, you know your sixteen thousand dollar cap back. I mean, just all the advantages to being an EXP agent were they're just astronomical compared to what a traditional situation is. So anyway, why am I talking about this? Because I've been getting a lot of questions, a lot of emails, um, because. That ignites – this will ignite a lot of questions in your minds, and you should question it. Otherwise, you guys are going to spend years and then you know, a whole career, and you're never going to have gotten your – you'll have a nice lifestyle, but you'll never have accumulated anything to create passive income for you. And then you're going to be in your 60s, and then you're going to, or your 70s, or maybe even your 50s, and you're going to wonder why the hell you haven't saved more money. And again, that's another theme of emails and texts and conversations I've been having with folks. They're sort of like looking down at the end of their careers, and they're realizing they don't have enough money saved. They have no option other than to selling, sell real estate until they can't sell real estate anymore, and they're looking for options. Well, again, in steps EXP Realty. So these are the types of thoughts that you all should be having. And if and here's the the hard part that, of having this conversation from my perspective, is that I know I'm offending some of you, 
and I didn't want to do that. But at the end of the day, if I hadn't said something about EXP to all of you, then I would have been a hypocrite, as Julie, who is on this podcast, pointed out to me. If we knew that something was going to be vastly superior to all you guys and we didn't tell you, then and, and we claim that our mission in life, professionally speaking anyway, is to be of service to all of you, and if we knew that EXP was going to be a vastly better decision for virtually all of you and we didn't tell you, well, we'd be lying hypocrite sons of bitches, and we decided that we didn't want to be lying hypocrites, sons of bitches. So that's when we started telling you about it. And I really think you should explore it. If you want to talk to me about it, there's two ways you can go about doing it. There's a little quick video you can watch. Just text the word EXP to 31996. Just text the word EXP to 31996. It's a quick seven-minute video. It'll be texted right back to you. Or if you want to skip that process and um, you're ready to take seriously the idea of moving forward with EXP Realty, just text me, and I'll put you in contact with the people I know. And that's 512-758-0206. But I'll give you also some you know, thoughts to have with regards to how to position yourself going forward financially. The reason you're in business, guys, is to make money. And selling real estate will never make you rich. It's what you do from the profits from selling real estate that will make you rich. So keep that in mind. So if you want to talk to me, just it's 512-758-0206. So, Julie, welcome to today's podcast. Yes. Thank you. Always an, ad- an adventure. Yeah, I mean, I think that you're right. Had we, you know, known about it and not mentioned it, you know, as you subtly said, <laughs> we'd be out of integrity. That's my way of saying it. But anyway, all right. So back to our topic. How do you conquer script resistance? Not that anybody listening has any script resistance. That's impossible. But let's just say for a second that somebody did. So yesterday we started to talk about some facts about scripts and get your understanding to a higher level that a script is an organized conversation. It's very simple. It's using questions and not statements. We talked about how you can make your scripts much more natural since all of you like to pretend that using scripts make you sound scripted. Well, if you don't actually use them regularly, that will always be true. We talked about how to memorize and internalize and then personalize. And the fact that effective scripts make you sound more professional and experienced. It's funny that we get less resistance from the newer agents to scripts. I think that's because they know that they have to overcome their lack of experience with something versus kind of the middling agents that have had some success, but they they struggle to get to that next level. Those are the ones that are a little bit more resistive, I think, because they've had some success winging it. It makes them harder to absorb this. But here nor there, whatever your reason is, you know, not getting better at this is like turning your back on a higher level of income and a higher level of success. Wouldn't you agree with that? Oh, definitely. Well, because ultimately, and this is a point we were making yesterday, there's no such thing as a professional that doesn't use a script. Every, the highest paid of everybody, go through in your minds, guys, and think and try to prove me wrong. Go ahead. I know you are anyway, so let's just do it out loud, right? Okay, actors, that's the easy one. They're always using scripts. Okay, any kind of artist is always using a script. They're following a formula. But then even you go into talking about, well, who are the other people that you can think of that are highly paid? Well, doctors, guess what? They're following a script. Nurses are highly are paid. Well, some of them are. They're following a script. You know, surgical nurses maybe. Maybe that was a bad example. <laughs> who knows? Uh, but if you go down the litany of people that basically are the highest paid professionals in the face of the earth, they're all following scripts. They're all saying the same thing over and over again. And here's a little uh, advanced coaching for some of you guys want to maybe chase this down. It's called the levels of mastery. It's been called different things. But research levels of mastery, and you'll find it. 
Hey, Julie, if you can fire up a, the Google machine and uh, actually get yeah, the sure. actual name of that. But I think it's called – we've done podcasts on it before. I think it was uh, Abraham Maslow that came up with this concept. But the gist of it is is that when you're starting out learning something, you start out with – st- everyone starts out with a st- uh, the stage called uh, – well, Julie will find the actual notes. But it's unconscious incompetence. Unconscious incompetence means uh, you're an idiot and you don't know it. Okay, that's an easy way of understanding it. The, the next stage is you're an idiot and you know it. So at the idiot and you know it stage, that's conscious incompetence. Okay, when, that's when most people right. come to coaching. Okay, at conscious incompetence, that's when you don't know what you don't know and you're not really in the mode of learning what you don't know. But when you're exposed to not knowing what you don't know, that's conscious incompetence. At that point, what happens is you probably have had a, uh, you probably lost a really great easy to get listing. Your mom decided to list her house with somebody else because you were so incompetent. Right. Now, right? At that point, what happens is you have a light bulb go off, and you say, I'm not going to have that happen again. I realize there's something or many things I don't know. That's when people hire a coach. Which, what's the sta- third and fourth stage, Julie? Well, and they, you know, it is a tongue twister. They do kind of sound the same. You have to almost write them down to keep them straight. So the third one is conscious competence. This is where your skill has developed and you're doing it right. You know you're doing it right, but it still takes effort. This is like going over your pre-listing package before you show up, making sure you've got your pre-qualifying script in front of you. Even though you know it, you're just making sure. So that's consciously competent. And then the last stage, number four, is unconscious competence. This is the final stage where you know you're doing it right and you almost don't even notice that, you're at, that you are. It's almost like an autopilot type of uh, scenario. This comes from a lot of repetition, a lot of success, a lot of reinforcement, but you cannot skip stages is the point to this. So we have unconscious incompetence. You don't know what you don't know. That's like when they hand you your license, right? The initial stage where you do a lot of stuff wrong, but you don't even realize it. Then what you talked about, Tim, and that's my favorite part of coaching too, the conscious, consciously incompetent. And you're right. That almost always is the result of an aha moment, mom lists with somebody else, a past client who you thought you had in the bag did not sign with you. A buyer goes and buys new construction, maybe because you didn't even bother to mention it. Okay, so it's like a smack in the face. Consciously incompetent. Aha, maybe I need to use scripts. That's usually where this happens. This is where you're still doing it wrong, but now you know you're doing it wrong. And there's a lot of ego issue with this second stage called conscious incompetence because it requires that you be introspective, that you recognize you're doing something wrong. Maybe you're not doing it wrong all the time or in every scenario, but there's a lot wrong with what you're doing. You've got to come to terms with that and decide that you want it to get better. Otherwise, you're accepting mediocrity, and mediocre salespeople do not have anything but mediocre incomes. Okay, so conscious incompetence, it's a tough stage, but I like it from a coaching perspective because it means that you are open to learning and upgrading. So most of our coaching happens between conscious incompetence, now you are conscious of your incompetence, bringing you up into conscious competence. Okay, so the coach's job and our job on this podcast is to get you out of that incompetency and get you closer to being consciously competent. That doesn't mean you do everything right all the time, but it means that you are absolutely working on it. You're frosty. You're on top of it. You recognize the fact that maybe not every single listing in your career is going to be an easy one. Some of them are going to be hard fought. 
and some of them you wouldn't have if you didn't work on your skills that are the result of you being conscious about your incompetence. Now, the last stage, you would think that'd be the most fun, right? Unconscious competence. This is autopilot. This is where a lot of grizzled veterans are because of their experience and the repetition and because they've worked through a lot of these things. But no, this is danger zone. I see like in, in my subconscious when I talk to somebody like this, is like, um, you know, red lights are flashing, orange lights, caution, hazard. You may be talking to somebody in unconscious competence. Why? Because you can be there too long and start to actually fall backwards in your skills we see this amongst agents that have not embraced technology, some of the great real estate apps that are out there, um, you know, not being able to handle DocuSign, not knowing how to deal with your CRM, because you've been pretty good up until now. It's all worked out. But then you start to slide backwards. This is also an ego stage where you've had enough uh, success that maybe it's hard for you to recognize that you need to upgrade everything. So really those middle two parts of mastery are the best uh, in terms of learning and upgrading. I think you would agree with that, Tim, because the bottom one, they don't really appreciate what they don't know. They're not all that coachable. And the top one, they've got so much experience, sometimes they think they know better, and they're not that open to it. Well, that's the point of basically us reeling this in and talking about it as it relates to scripts. Because the bottom line, again, is that if you, you don't realize that you need a pre-listing pack, you don't realize that um, even though your skills might be good enough for your centers of influence, friends, and family, because they don't really expect much out of you because you're basically leveraging your friendship or your relationship to get the business, as soon as you step outside of that realm, if you don't have actual skill to work with people you don't know, you're going to have your ass handed to you. And that's ultimately the problem with just working that one spoke of your centers of influence and past clients. It'll only get you so far. And yes, of course, we teach you COI, past client, um, you know, marketing and how to basically go after that as part of our coaching program. But to have that be your only spoke or your only source of business is absolutely crazy. And that's one of the – probably the biggest group of people – well, there's two big groups of agents that are joining our coaching program. The first one uh, absolutely are the ones that basically have realized that the whole team model mixed with technology, work mixed with all these videoing and social networking and all this stuff, those people have realized that that stuff is fluff. They have realized that it does not lead to business, and they've been real. And they also, a lot of these guys have an undertone of massive skepticism because they feel like they've been lied to, uh, which they were about those things actually being a good source of business. And here's the and the, and the second big group are the people same sort of reaction, wondering why the centers of influence and past clients thing hasn't actually worked out to be a great long-term source of business. And I'm going to tell you why for both of those groups of agents who are thinking about, well, what's wrong? And, and, and that's the, the problem that you guys experience. So you listen to some guru who's some coach, some speaker who tells you centers of influence and past clients thing is the you know, way to the promised land. And you drop off tchotchkes and you drop off forget-me-not seeds and pumpkin pies and you do all this stuff. And let's say it's not working for the first year. And, they, and then the answer back from the guru is you just haven't done it for long enough. And then you say, well, second year, I got like three or four pieces of business. Great, it's working. 
but I but you don't see most agents aren't going to then figure out how much money and time they spent on that trying to make that thing work versus the amount of money that they've earned. They're probably still losing money. And by the time the third year rolls around, then they've kind of given up on it and realized that it was a waste of time to begin with. And then but then they start doubting themselves because they say they say to themselves, well, how is it that it's working for all these other people and it's not working for me? It must be me. And then you start questioning yourself. Do you guys understand why these things are actually evil when they don't work? You don't actually think to blame the source of the information. You actually blame yourselves, and in doing so, you tear yourself down. You lose your potentiality. The simple fact is, is it didn't work in the first place, and it's not you. Okay, that's a simple fact. If you have a massive list of centers of influence of past clients, if you're active in your church, your synagogue, or your mask, if you have 20 kids and all of them have little sports teams, and you're going to absolutely work all those groups of people constantly, then yes, you probably can sell some decent, uh, do some decent business out of it. That's probably true. And here's the thing on the other side of it. These gurus, these, oh, you have to social network. You have to become the mayor of your virtual town. You have to buy ads everywhere. You have to do all these videos. Video marketing is the way to go. Instagram is the way to go. Facebook advertising. Well, that's not something they talk about anymore, but it was the hot thing a few years ago, wasn't it? They're all basically Gary Vanderchuk ripoffs. That's what they all are. And so what happens is, is that doesn't work either. And then you're frustrated. You're saying, oh, my gosh, there must be something wrong with me. Same problem. And then you guys will listen to us, and you're saying, why is it that Tim and Julie say something completely different? What's the essence of what makes Tim and Julie's process uh, and approach different than what everyone else is telling me? And I'll tell you, here it is. Those things are passive. We are not. We are in your face proactive and how we coach, how we train, what our books are. We are not writing or telling you to do anything that is not tactical and practical, and we never will. No woo-woo, soft sell, pseudoscience, witchcraft coming from uh, Julie and I's tent. Okay? Now, here's what happens, though. All the marketing things that we ask you to do are proactive. For example, Look, centers of influence are fantastic, but you can never control when your list people in your list of centers of influence and past clients are going to want to sell a house. If you have a thousand people in your list, they tell you that ten percent of those people will want to buy or sell real estate per year. But how are you going to know who it is? You because you mailed a bunch of pump, uh, forget me not seeds to them in April. Well, guess what? There's three or four other agents that have done the exact same thing. So these people are getting these little chotsky junk things from different agents. Totally ineffective. Totally won't work. Do you guys understand? Because you can't control when you get the lead. That's the problem. And the same goes with anything that's passive. The social stuff is the same way. You can't control when you get the lead. I know why you find those things attractive. Because in your mind, it's easier. There's no rejection. Because you don't have to know anything about scripts. Because you don't know have to know how to. You don't really have to be a professional. Because you're just waiting around for them to call you. I get why you find that seductive. Because you believe it's going to save yourself from having to do the real work. But you're lying to yourself. Because what happens is. Those things never work. They're not even really designed to work. What those things are designed to do is get you guys to separate from your credit card number so they can charge you for something, whether it works or not. And you think you're doing something for your business, but if you're being really honest with yourself, you don't know enough about actually making a net profit to know what works for your business well and what doesn't. Offensive to some of you? Probably. And if you are offended, maybe the question you should be asking yourself is, why are you offended? Generally speaking, when you're offended by something, it's because it's conflicting with a way you, with some sort of you know, belief you hold. And maybe the belief you hold is social networking will work because two years ago you got a deal from it. 
but does that really make sense for you if, as, if you're hoping to have a consistent income to rely on something that may or may not happen? Again, what we ask you to do is do things proactive. We give you sources of business of people who right now have a house to sell. We give you sources of business, and we tell you how to go about finding out buyers who right now have a, want to buy a house. We are not screwing around, but the thing about what we teach you is you do have to have skills. You are going to know, have to know your scripts. You are going to know what have to. You're going to have to overcome objections. You're going to have to learn how to be the best version of you as a salesperson. <gasps> offended? I'm offended. I'm not a salesperson. Well, it's probably the reason you're not making any money. Because you're in conflict with what your role is. Your real estate license says real estate sales professional or salesperson. Does it not? That's what you are. So don't be in conflict with that. The highest paid people in history have always been salespeople. There is not a con- there's, that is absolutely true. Since the beginning of the beginning, every single famous, wealthy, anything person that you can imagine has always been at their heart a salesperson. They were able to convey an idea or a belief or a product, I suppose, that other people were willing to follow or buy into. Every single religious leader, business leader, they all had that charismatic touch that made you believe in what they were saying. That is called skills. Those come from learning scripts. So do yourself a favor and don't spend the next 100 years trying to accept the fact, accept what we just told you as fact. It is fact. And if you're struggling financially, it's because you're spending too much time trying to do passive idiot things when you should essentially decide that I'm going to have the skill set to go after the business. Once you have the skill set to go after the business and you're a proactive lead generator, which all of you need to be focused on doing immediately, if you want to start doing the passive stuff, and we call those spokes on your wheel. If you want to do the passive spokes on the wheel, the social networking, the, you know, the video making, and the, all these other things, because it's fun and you enjoy it, it's like a hobby, well, then go for it. But you've got to do the proactive things that require skills first. Otherwise, you're always going to have inconsistencies in your income, and you're always going to be beating yourself up blaming yourself for your you know, feast and famine cash flow because no one's ever been as brutally honest with you as we are trying to be, telling you that those other things are just gimmicks. And you intuitively know they're gimmicks, and that's the reason you bought them, because <laughs> you believed that those things would make your life easier But because you thought, well, shit, I never have to learn how to actually be a great salesperson. I don't have to learn how to pro- – they tell you that. They tell you some story about how the people just call you up and want to do business with you. Those are called lies, and you know it. You can have a great person call you up and want to do business with you, but if you don't know what to say or how to say it, you're not going to get the business. It doesn't work like that. This is the tactical, practical, brutally honest fact. Stop struggling with it. Stop fighting it. Look, guys, if you want us to help you starting immediately, here's what you do. Text the word Harris, H-A-R-R-I-S, to 31996. When you do that, you're going to get an immediate download of six of our books, including the Real Estate Treasure Map. And we're also going to call you and offer you a free coaching call with one of our new member coaches where they're going to help you complete your Real Estate Treasure Map. So text the word Harris to 31996. Julie? Yes, well, I'm really glad that you brought the stages of mastery into this because all of what you just described is exactly trying to skip steps. It's trying to not have to make it through the middle two parts. It's trying to jump from unconscious incompetence, you don't know what you don't know, to the last stage where everything's just smooth sailing. Just all of a sudden all your leads are just dripping on you and you know exactly how to convert them and everything is swell. That's impossible. 
to your point, even if it was true that those things worked and your phone was ringing off the hook, if you are not using things like scripts and upgraded skills, that wouldn't even matter. I mean, it, it's bad enough that it's not true, but even if it was, you can't skip the middle two stages and still have success, right? I mean, imagine if a doctor tried to do that. Okay, so first year med school, I'm sick of this school. I just want to jump to the end so that I can do surgery on people. Hmm, I'm going to go to YouTube and I'm going to watch some videos. I'm going to, you know, look at some stuff on Facebook because how hard could it be, right? I mean, none of us would hire any other professional this way. So I don't know why agents get so distracted other than the fact that they're bombarded with these different uh, well, offers. I'm not let, even going to call well, them opportunities. Them. You, yeah. you're, you're, you're just being nice, right, when you say you don't know why. You do Probably. know why. Yeah, you are, because you do know why, because they're being lazy. That's why. By the way, we did a series of podcasts on being lazy the other day, because they're being lazy and because they're surrounded by lazy. And they're surrounded – they're getting inundated with emails and all kinds of crap trying to sell them stuff. Lazy reinforcement. uh, Lazy reinforcement. And we are the anecdote for the insanity that's basically in the real estate realm. And and just so you guys know – this wasn't around. This wasn't like this 15 years ago. 15 years ago, before Zillow, before all these other companies came around, there was not a, all these little scammy type things out there uh, that there are now. It's insane how many people are trying to sell you guys the easy button. And most of these companies that are trying to sell you these little easy button ideas, the buyer leads and all the ways to organize your buyer leads and the branding and the thing and the other thing, watch as soon as the market changes, probably next year, they're all going to go away. They'll be gone. And when the market picks up five or six years you know, later, you're going to see a lot of these companies in a different form come back. This has been the pattern in different flavors since the whole time Julie and I have been in the business for over two decades. These companies come and go to separate you from your money, and the more agents in the business, the fewer agents have skills. What they do is they creep in, and they, they, don't, they personally probably don't know. Like a lot of the coaches that you guys might compare us to, they never sold real estate. I don't know if you realize that, but in the coaching realm, Julie and I are some of the only, only coaches that actually sold real estate. How can somebody who's never sold real estate actually be a real estate coach? Does that even remotely make sense to you? And yet that's what you see in the marketplace right now. Why? Because these people can come in to the marketplace, act authoritative, say all these you know, things. You guys will believe it. They know exactly what to say to get you to say, hell yeah, I'm going to buy whatever you have to sell because you just told me I don't actually have to learn how to sell. You just told me I don't actually have to learn how to have scripts. You told me if I do a bunch of little videos and I put them on YouTube and other places that people are going to want to email me because I've established myself as an expert. I like that. I can do videos. And the next thing you know, you're paying you know, $500 a month for a coaching program that's going to tell you how to write – make stupid videos, and you're going to hope and pray it, it works. And then when it doesn't, who takes the blame? You do because then all of a sudden your videos weren't good enough or maybe you tell yourself you weren't good-looking enough or your information wasn't good enough. You see how it's insanity? Don't waste time doing crap like that. If you're serious about making money, if you're serious about helping people, skip all that painful learning process and just go right to this one question. And here's a thought for you, and Julie, we can round the bend on today's show. If you were – so I'm in front of a room full of you. Right? There's a, you know, 5,000 of you in this room, okay? the stadium, let's say, small stadium. And I ask you this question. Okay, I have a list right now of uh, you know, 100 people that have to sell their house today. They want to put their house for sale for today. In that room, 
how, what do you think I could sell that list for? I got a hundred people right here that have to sell their house today, in a room full of five thousand agents. What do you think I could sell that list for? Hundred dollars? No. Ten thousand dollars? Probably. Probably more. I could probably sell a list of a hundred people who have to sell their house today for probably in in, in a room full of five thousand agents. I could probably sell it for probably twenty or thirty thousand dollars. You guys know that would happen. That's how agents think. But here's the thing. That list is free. You can get that list in your market right now. You don't have to pay jack for it. They're called expired listings, or they're called for sale by owner listings, or they're called all the other sources we teach you to go after to become a powerful listing agent. So why would you bother doing stupid things like all this passive marketing to a bunch of like you're so here's what you're doing you're sending out either digitally or in paper form like postcards like 5,000 messages on a regular basis or postcards on a regular basis hoping and praying that the one person or the five people in that list or in that group are that are thinking about selling a house are going to call you versus having their names and their phone numbers and then you call them why is it that you're conflicted with basically what's going to be more effective? Obviously, you calling them, once you know what to say and how to say it, it's going to be more effective. Are you in this business basically to continue to feed your your uh, ego's fear of basically having to learn a new skill? Are you in this business to help people make money as fast as you can, as efficiently as you can, as professionally as you can? That's what we do. You got to be really clear in your head about that. Otherwise, guys, you're just you're never going to get anywhere in this. You're never going to get anywhere in any business, but you're certainly not going to get anywhere in real estate. That is a simple fact. Now, look again. I'll say this the second time. Mostly to placate those of you who really like the passive stuff, which is a lot of you. If you want to do the passive stuff, do it after you've mastered the proactive stuff. But here's what you'll discover. After you master the proactive stuff, you won't want to do the passive stuff because you'll realize how stupid it is. So here, I'll give you a really good example. I was talking about Chuck earlier. So Chuck is a coaching client. I gave Chuck the challenge of taking a – this was a, a month ago, maybe a month and a half ago. I gave him the challenge of taking 30 listings in 30 days, and he took like 40 listings in 30 days. You know what he did to get that business? He was a proactive – he proactively marketed to him. He went after every one of those. None of those were you – know, some of them came from centers of influence and past clients, but a vast majority of them came from him knowing what to say and how to say it and going after the business himself, a skills-based business. And you know what Chuck's net income is? It's it well. You guys, I did a. He was on a podcast not so long ago, but his net income, if I remember correctly, was like ninety percent. So when he makes a dollar, he keeps ninety cents. What most of you don't realize is when you make a dollar, especially if you're what one of these brokerages that charge you more fees than you can possibly, then you don't even know you're getting charged. You're making probably forty-five percent. It's no wonder you're not actually saving any money. You have got no money left to save. This is the difference between what we do and what everyone else does. I hope you appreciate it. You might not appreciate it now, but you will appreciate it when the market starts to change and you look at your bank account and you realize you don't have the financial security that you thought you would have after this incredible boom market, a historical boom market. But at the end of this, and there will be an end, are you ready? I don't know. Are you? Look, guys, I'm easy to get a hold of if you want to talk about any of this stuff. It's 512-758-0206, 512-758-0206. In the meantime, you guys have a fantastic day, and we'll talk to you on the show tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. 
Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.